Welcome and hello. Welcome back to another episode of Random Fit. I'm here with you, Ken Miller, and uh, I have with me Miss Wendy Batts. Wendy, how are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm great. You know, it's still a little cold outside, but, uh, you know, before we got on, I had to do a couple push-ups, a couple lunges, you know, get the wow. get the blood flowing, <laughs> keep warm. You know, a little mini workout, but uh, when it when it comes to workouts, um, you know, I didn't have to do a little meal prep for that. Uh, but that's what we're here to talk about today, and uh, you know, which is one of those big questions. And and I think you know, for for our listeners out there, uh, this this topic that we're going to talk about today, as far as you know, how how do you eat around your workouts? You know, with your your pre. Uh, pre-workout meal, what do you do during to keep, you know, to keep your energy going? And then how do you replenish your nutrients uh, that your body needs immediately after workout? And and I love how we came to this topic because uh, behind the scenes, we have uh, Mr. Eric Sorensen in, in conversation after one of our, one of our uh, recordings in brainstorming on what, what our listeners might appreciate you know, the, the topic of a healthy snack, you know, watching what you eat and, and how to how to properly, you know, give your body what it needs to, to maximize the work. And and uh, that's why one of the reasons why I, I, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, the other reason is uh-huh. because we have Miss Michelle Ricker uh, on the show with us today. Hi, Michelle. Hey, how are you guys? Great. Welcome back. Thanks for, thanks for letting us pull you back in on another episode. So we had a ton of positive feedback the last um, episode that we had. So we're super, super excited that you uh, were willing to jump back on with us again, because when Eric did ask these questions to Ken and I, the first thing we said is we we need to call Michelle because we want to make sure that we are really saying, you know, we have the right information. So um, for those that happen to miss our podcast before, Michelle, why don't you introduce yourself for our listeners so they know who you are and why we are so excited to have you back. Awesome. Well, thanks again for having me back. I'm really excited about it as well. Yeah, so I'm a registered dietitian. Um, I used to work with Ken a little while ago. Um, we a little, little while ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, back at Apex Fitness. And so... I've kind of been in the world of nutrition and fitness for a while. Um, I started out my career kind of clinical in um, running one of the big dialysis, kidney dialysis companies, nutrition programs. And then from there, I was like, you know, let's move into prevention and dove into the whole fitness nutrition space. So, you know, at Apex, I did a lot of research and development, supplement formulation stuff. Um, We had a really cool wearable. So... When we, when we did wearables, and I've done this over time, is really helping people figure out what's important, how to like make change happen when it comes to their body and nutrition. And since then, I've been you know, working with a lot of companies, developing programs for the Air Force, for um, the enlisted, doing different concepts for um, startups, trying to build out um, different wellness programs. Um, like I mentioned before that I've, I've done a little bit with the Senate right now, helping them around nutrition, which is kind of a big undertaking. Um, but yeah, so I really like, you know, spend a lot of time on, um, or, and I also look at DNA. So a lot with DNA on how nutrition and fitness works. And 
with all that, it's kind of like what we're talking about today is what do you eat? You know, the whole big concept is we can look at a big picture of how things work, whatever, but we really need to understand the day to day. And I think that's really the big challenges we all have. I know personally, I mean, you know, I, I get these questions a lot because, you know, you've got people that are coming in super early in the morning. So let's say they're a 6 a.m. client or let's say you like to go to the gym because that's the only time you can fit it in is super early in the morning. And, you know, we're talking about, you know, th some ideas or, or what are some things that people can eat before they work out? Do they have to eat before they work out? I mean, these are super common questions that I personally get. And, um, and you know, so I, I mean, just right off the bat, I'm gonna throw that one at you. So, you know, as a kind of a pre-workout, what would your suggestion be if they're an early morning person that has, you know, they don't have a ton of time to eat and then digest before they head to the gym? Or if they want to, you know, eat something that's going to provide more energy for, let's say, more of a power type workout, how would those two situations be different in your opinion? And uh, what would you suggest? Awesome. Love it. Let's jump in. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, let's not mess around. So let's talk about these early morning workouts or, or what to do, let's say, before a workout. Let's kind of start big picture with that. And... I think when it comes to eating before workout, there's quite a few things to consider. Number one um, is how much time you have before your workouts. So like you said, 6 a.m.ers, you know, they're, you're not necessarily getting up at four to eat your pre-workout meal and make sure everything's perfect. At least if you do, good for you, you know, like that's awesome. But um, I think for most people, if you really think about what's fueling your body, is going to be the two hours before your workout or the night before meal, because that's where you're actually getting most of your energy drawn from within your body, within your stores to fuel that workout. Okay, so again, it depends on what your goal is, what type of activities you're doing, and I'm gonna be making some pretty big blanket statements, but if you're a big endurance athlete, if you're training to compete, those types of things, you know, I've worked with a lot of athletes, that's a very different beast, you know, like those are some different things to consider. But if we're talking about like big picture, what to do, I think for those 6 a.m. people, look at your meal the night before. Look at what you're eating before you go to bed, because that's where you're going to get a lot of power for that 6 a.m. workout. Um, and make sure that you're getting carbs, proteins, and fats. Like you're getting a good mix and you're not um, skimping on the carbs because you need to make sure that your glycogen stores are full. Okay, so that's something where that's your stored energy, basically. So I can't, you know, underestimate this. Not, like it's underestimated is what I want to say, the way people look at their pre-workout meal. Like I said, the night before or two hours before. You know, so if you're not a 6 a.m. worker out or let's say you're like 10, you know, make sure that at like eight o'clock or, you know, before that you're having a really good meal. You know, you have your, you know, let's say your handful of protein, you're having a handful of, of carb and you're having some vegetables, you know, let's make it real. Like, you know, that's what you need kind of thing. Or if you're doing, you know, a shake, let's do that. But um, you really need to look at like that meal before. And then the next thing we can get into is like the other workouts and what you need right before your workout. 
Okay, so there's big picture, what's gonna fuel you with the meal before. And then there's the right before the workout, let's say a half an hour to 45 minutes before, that's gonna be your immediate energy. Okay, that's something to think about too. And that one, you want to be easily digested. That's not gonna be your big lump of steak and your rice, right? That's not what we're gonna look at right before a workout because you want something that's in your body quickly and not going to disrupt your gut, right? You don't need your stomach to be upset before you go work out, but you need something to give you energy. So there's kind of two places that we're looking at with your question, Wendy, is like, number one, what's going to fuel big picture and like the night before or two hours before, and then there's like an immediate pre-workout kind of concept. Perfect. Yeah. You make and it sound so easy. Yeah. <laughs> So let me ask you this, Michelle, because pre-workout, I mean, I remember, well, I mean, back in the day and uh, I used to be able to have, you know, a plate of food and, and then go to the gym and I'd be okay. But these days, if I have anything more than a shake, you know, just a, some kind of meal replacement shake, uh, 30 to 45 minutes, I am, I am lethargic. I I'm not I'm not at my best at that point in time. So as far as, as far as that goes, I mean, can, is that something that, uh, you know, as far as individualization, like some people can get away with having, you know, you said that rice and <laughs> that meal and then, and then, you know, which was, which was what my habit was. And then I'd be fine. I'd get a full workout in on a, on a, on a plate of food as if I ate dinner and then worked out. And then now it's like, if I have anything more than something that, you know, mixes in a, in a shaker bottle with water, um, uh, you know, that's the only way I'm going to make it through the workout. So how, you know, how, how individualized or, or how much consideration do you give to, to that? So if somebody does feel okay with that, is that okay as a, as a pre-workout? Sure. I mean, it, it's a really great point, Ken. It's like, it is very individual, but you, but if you think about the way the body works, like maybe it, not to say that age makes a difference, Ken. I'm just <laughs> there Thank could you, be too. <laughs> there could be something to the way the body works and its natural energy production and digestion, right? So, you know, if you think about normal body functions, right, it takes a minute to metabolize food. Right. So that's really what we need to look at. And maybe your body did OK with holding on to that meat and rice and and whatever it was a half an hour before the workout. And you're you didn't notice it as much. You still weren't able to necessarily use it for that workout because right. it takes longer to to absorb than a half an hour. If you have a chunk of meat. It takes, you know, a couple of hours to break down. So you know, maybe you were able to like, be like, you know, it's cool and the body's okay with it, you know, and maybe now you just feel it more, you know, but again, if you, the key with this is if you want to optimize your workout, you want something that you can use, right? So what you can use is something liquid. And because the digestive system already has, you know, it's almost like it's pre-digested, if you think about liquid, and that's why you can use it more immediately. And that's why, you know, we'll talk about post-workout too, but like that, that quick availability of energy 
is what you need for your workout. And that's the optimal space. But yeah, it's really individual what works for you. But I find that most people, you know, it kind of just sits in your gut if you're eating something pretty heavy right before, because it's, it's unable to break down. The other thing to consider too, is when you work out, all your blood flow goes to your extremities, right? It's trying to like support what you're doing, any kind of movement, any kind of range of motion, your body is trying to send blood flow there. So it's taking away blood flow from your digestive system. So it's not going to like start um, metabolizing food when all the blood flow is not there. <laughs> so think about it that way. It's pretty simple when you think about how the body works properly. So yeah, it's individual, but you want immediate energy for your workout and you want something that your body can utilize because it's not going to be metabolizing while you're working out. The blood flow is going to be everywhere else in your legs in your arms, wherever kind of thing. So you're taking that away. So that's something really to consider, you know, pre-workout. Nice. Um, and then, nice. <laughs> I was like, that's, I mean, I, uh, I get stalled out because I started thinking about myself, but I know it's not about me. Uh, <laughs> I was like, what else, man? And, you know, uh, but, when, but when it comes to the pre-workout and, 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 you know, and I'll start to transition into from pre-workout to during the workout. Um, but, you know, I'll take my shaker bottle, uh, take that, get to, get to my, get to my facility start my workout and I'll just fill it up with water and I'll, and I'll just drink water throughout. But if I have one of those workouts where I'm doing um, weighted lunges and then I get on my skill mill and then I'm doing uh, bear crawls and I get back, you know, if I'm doing one of those higher intensity workouts and I've, and I've watched you on social a little bit, Michelle, and your workouts are pretty, pretty intense. So for somebody that that does have a higher level of intensity in their workouts, what do you have to do during the workout to maintain that energy so you don't, you know, you're not totally, you know, losing it, you know, by the end of the workout, especially if you have, you know, big shoulder day, big leg day, big push, big pull, uh, big squat days. How, how do you maintain it during your workout? What do, you, what do you suggest people do or consider when it comes to they're in the gym now? how do they, how do they maintain that intensity through, through their, through the workout? Yeah, it's, it's a really good point. Cause you know, it's really confusing. I think a lot of times like, do I eat, do I not eat? What do I, do I have something to drink during my workouts? You know, but I mean, if you're thinking about, you know, I kind of want to combine that with what we were just talking about with pre um, food, you know, pre-workout concept. I think for most people that are doing, you know, let's say you're just, you're, not just, let's say you're doing, you know, we've all like moved over to a lot of home workouts and let's say you're trying to fit this in and you're doing a 20 minute hit, you know, whatever. And you're just kind of getting in a workout, like a general kind of workout. You probably don't need that pre-workout shake to get you through that. Um, you know, I wanted to just clear that up and make sure that, you know, there's, there's a difference. There's a fine line, I should say, between keeping your weight in check and making sure that you're powered for your workout, right? So you want to make right. sure that your food matches your goal and your workout. So let's make sure that that we find that balance when we're talking about pre and during, right? So, okay, so that's kind of 
pre, I'm just saying like most of the time, if you're eating properly, you're eating quality food, you're eating, you know, the right quantity, um, your meals should be able to carry you through like a workout. If you're doing intense stuff, like you're talking about, Ken, then you probably want to do the shape before. And if you're doing that and then you're moving into your workout, there's probably not a lot that you need during your workout. One thing that I'd say is, you know, as you're doing your workout, you're breaking down muscle fibers, right, is really what we're doing. I mean, you guys, this is your show. I mean, this, I, you know, I, mean, I don't want to step on your toes on this one, but like, you know, the big picture concept from a dietitian here is that you're breaking down muscle fibers. Let's just kind of like. We break it down and we're asking you to fix it. So there you, yeah. there you have it. Let <laughs> yeah. me make a good team. So yeah, I need you guys. Um, but yeah, so if you're thinking about it that way, one of the things that are the basic building blocks are amino acids. So we have different types of amino acids. We have essential amino acids and non-essential. And the only reason I bring that up is because when you look at food, you want to make sure that you're able to get all the essential, all the amino acids that your body needs to rebuild those muscle fibers, right? And our body creates amino acids except for the essential ones, okay? And so that's why we need food. That's why we need protein powders or why we need meat, why we need something to replace the protein. And what we call um, complete proteins have the essential and the non-essential in them. Okay. So that's why not all proteins are created equal. <laughs> Let me just say that. And so when you're working out, we've have now have available to us branch chain amino acids and essential amino acids. And what that does during a really big workout is kind of replace that in your body as you're working out. And that gives you, as you're breaking down those muscle fibers, it replaces that kind of thing, or it helps them heal as you're working out. Okay. Cause it's very difficult for us sometimes to get all of those in. And so I would say, you know, for those kind of workouts, Ken, that's probably one of the things that I would add in is some kind of branch chain or an essential. Now we have a really nice way. There's some companies that are making just essential amino acid supplements. And I'm loving that. Like that's all you need because your body can take that in and utilize it and repair like that. So it's pretty fantastic um, that we have that option now. Um, and then if we all also look at during workouts, if you're talking about endurance athletes, then you really need to, that's a whole different, different game, right? Then we need to talk about electrolytes. You know, maybe we do need some carbs and protein combo um, and timing of that. Like, you know, when I'm talking about endurance, I'm talking about anything probably, you know, an hour and a half, two hours or more kind of thing. Right. Then we need to start talking about replacing carbohydrates, that type of thing. Um, Gatorade has done really well. Um, for the industry, meaning that, you know, every kid that plays soccer for 20 minutes um, thinks he needs a whole Gatorade to replace everything, right. right? So they've been yeah. really great with marketing. <laughs> so like, they make us think that we need something like that. Um, in reality, no, we're probably okay. If you're doing your 20 minute hit workout or your kids playing soccer for the 20 minutes, they're probably not dehydrated and they probably haven't used all their stored carbohydrates. So that's when you would need to replace something. So big picture to your, your question is, 
most people can do well with probably nothing if you're going to the gym or something or you're working out for an hour, hour and a half. Um, you're probably okay. You know, I would, you know, if you're if you're doing pretty intense and you're doing that on a regular basis, throw some branch chains or an essential amino acid in with your water, and that would be fantastic. Um, and again, then if you're doing endurance stuff, then we want to talk about like a carb, maybe even a little protein combo to keep you to sustain you over time, kind of thing. So that's that's the way I would go with them during workouts. Right. Okay. So. For, for that personal trainer who happens to be listening to us, they, they run a typical 50 or so minute training session. The big thing we, we would really want to make sure that our clients had in their shaker bottle is, is water, right? It's, it's, it's staying hydrated. And, you know, if it goes any more intense or any longer than that, then, then you can look at other avenues. It's just, you know, what I see a lot of is more of that, the flavoring, you know, just so people, you know, water is water right but they want some flavor so they're more inclined to succumb to the flavored uh bcaa uh something electrolyte drink uh, which to your point earlier that the whole balance between watching your calorie intake and, and keeping in mind what you need to perform well and uh that's that's mostly what i'll see with my clients i'll look at that little transparent opaque shaker bottle and it has something that's pink or yellow or blue in there and it you know it's like dude we're we're doing mobility today some core work and some balance and and i don't know if you need all of that but but uh i mean another interesting point that you bring up is you know uh, something that i that i bring up every now and then from a from a real life standpoint is that i've got two kids uh, distance learning, they're downstairs and the ones in another room. And uh, if I can sneak away for 20 minutes, do some bear crawls up and down the hallway and push-ups and, and some frog squats, you know, 10, 10, and 10, three times, that's, that, that's it. So it's good to know I don't have to pop a couple amino acid pills. You know, you're probably okay. I'm just going to say right I'll now, okay. Bear Carlin, you probably don't need to try to sneak in your shake. You're probably okay. Yeah. So <laughs> chocolate shake is not what I, I don't need that. I need you know, a- I'm just saying, yeah, you're probably, probably not, but you know, yeah, we can talk if you need to add that in there. You can maybe yeah. okay. combo between your pre-workout shake and your chocolate shake during. So, yeah. <laughs> right. And, you know, and, and back in the day when, you know, when I was actively working in the gym, you know, one of the things you'd see people, you know, they, they do their workout, go to the locker room, change up, grab their duffel bag. And the next thing you see is they are in mean, a couple situations, right? One, they, they've got their, their, whatever their powder is that they've, that they've mixed up in their shaker bottle and they are just making sure you don't want to miss out on that, that golden hour, that window of opportunity where my, my body is, is just craving for those nutrients. And if I miss that window, I've just lost all the gains that I've worked so hard for when I was on that bench press on a Monday night. So can you talk to us about, okay, how do we maximize the workout as far as the recovery goes uh, relative to, to the nutrient intake? What do we, if there's anything that a person needs to keep in mind, how to replenish those nutrients, how, what's the best way to do it after the workout? Yeah. Um, it's pretty funny, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's really interesting because it's, it seems to me, so, you know, if you look at the way the research has gone, um, yeah, we used to say, you know what, 
as soon as you are done lifting, you need to optimize that power hour right after and make sure that your body is is getting the right amount of amino acids carbs to like help the absorption and to get that in there right away yeah we used to say that and and truly for those that do it i think it probably is great you know it works for you um a couple things with that I would say, number one, think about what I said a few minutes ago about when you work out and the blood flow, right? So when you're done working out, your blood flow is still in all the extremities. You're doing your bear crawls, you're doing any kind of lunges, you're doing, you know, squats, whatever. That blood flow is supporting you in that. That means your legs, your arms, your shoulders, whatever it is, your quads are fired up and full of blood. And that means your gut and your intestines, your stomach does not have a lot of blood in it. So if you are going to do something right after you work out, meaning eat something right after you work out, you need it to be simple and easily digested. Okay, so that's fine if you want a protein shake right after. Done. You go for it. Not everyone needs that. And the cool thing that we're finding is you know, I brought up before we, we used to say that is like today, you know, we're research is pretty awesome is that we've figured out that that whole anabolic window that would that, you know, you have to eat right away is now more like six hours. We have a good solid amount of time to replenish what we just broke down. And that's the, the super cool part. And we haven't really debunked that one. You know what I mean? Like that's still a, a gym way of mentality, you know, is that you need to eat right away. And yes, you will have a really good, you know, absorption rate um, within like an hour and a half of working out. Yes, true. But you are not going to lose gains, big picture, if you don't, you know, pound that shake as you're leaving the gym, you're going to be okay. And um, as your dietitian, I will tell you that you will be okay. <laughs> you need to hear that. <laughs> I love it. Well, that actually will bring me to a question because, um, you know, when we talk about the protein shakes, so you see in the gyms, you know, a lot of, especially big chains, they have a supplement bar or a smoothie bar. And so when you're thinking about, okay, I'm walking out the door, I know that it's still the mindset that you're, you actually just debunked that we don't have to have it immediately after our workout. However, if we know that we're going to be running errands, we're not going to be going home and that this is, you know, a good option. I guess my question is, is how do you know which shake you should have? Should it be extremely high in protein or is there a certain protein that's, you know, like at these gyms that we should, you know, really hope that they have, because I know it kind of depends on their partnerships of, of what they're offering. But, you know, when you're thinking of protein shakes, I know if they don't have it at the gym, there are a lot of um, smoothie places um, that they'll go and they'll get like a, a fruit smoothie and they may throw some protein in there, but it's super high in sugar. And so how do you know what is the right type of protein shake to have and what are things to look for that if you are going to go to these other places that maybe aren't the gym that could, we could put healthier ingredients in to get a, a better outcome long-term with just maybe that quote meal replacement shake or after workout shake. Love it. 
Yeah, that's that's a really good big old question. Um, I've got a lot of those apparently. So. I love it. <laughs> let's just put it all in there, right? So, okay, let's start from the very beginning. So, right after workout, or what you need to kind of like help your body get protein into the muscle is you need a carb protein combo. Okay, your body needs a blood sugar fluctuation to kind of help absorb the protein. Okay, so typically post-workout, a three to one ratio is the best way to go. Three carbs to one protein. Okay, that's kind of the concept if you think about grams that way. Okay, um, what that would be is like chocolate milk or something that has a little bit of protein, but also has enough carbs to help with that absorption. Okay, so um, that being said, um, you want to make sure that you are not completely getting rid of the carbs post-workout. And then that's kind of the point that I want to get across is that a lot of people think I just need protein because I just broke down all my muscles, right? And to replenish them, I just need protein. Well, you need some carb to help that get in there. Okay. So make sure that your protein shake or your meal um, post-workout has that combo in it. Okay. That's going to be key. Um, when you're, when you are going in, I'm, I'm not trying to say that you don't need food right after you work out. I'm saying that you do, you need to replace this. I'm saying the urgency doesn't have to be the way that we think it is. All right. Um, but to go to those, um, like a shake bar or something like that, or a smoothie place. Yeah. Big, big question. Um, I mentioned like the way that amino acids are essential and non-essential. What you want to look at is making sure that you're getting, um, all like a complete protein. So again, those pea proteins or things like that, I'm not not anti those. I think when right after you work out, you wanna make sure that you're getting that complete protein, okay? And that's gonna be really important to make sure that you're replacing all those muscle fibers, all right? So when you're going to those smoothie bars or um, I don't wanna mention any names, but like, you know, places that make smoothies or something where they put a lot of fruit in there, like you said, Wendy, a lot of it is just sugar. You don't need a ton of sugar. And I think that's the problem with a lot of people. I'm eating so healthy, you know, or they're juicing and they're doing things and they're putting in, you know, all fruit, it's bananas and apples and, you know, everything, you know, grapes or whatever it is to make it taste good. Um, there's there's too much sugar and you're getting too high of a blood sugar response and you're not getting the protein that your body needs to replace itself. So yes, a good quality protein, kind of a three to one ratio, and um, you can look at you can look at labels and stuff, or you can talk to them at the juice bar kind of thing or whatever, and just make sure that you're getting a combo of things and you're not getting a lot of extra sugar in there. Right? You can get some good carbs, whether it's a fruit you know, sugar or whatever with fiber, but you're not getting just like sugar put in there, whether it's a sorbet or something like that. You don't need that. Right? Oh, Michelle, you're shattering my dreams right now, sister. <laughs> I, I was feeling good about this until you said that, but, um, but you know what? So that kind of brings me in, and I know that, you know, I don't want to keep you on forever. I could ask you questions all day, but um, you know, I, I guess one of the, the piggyback questions off of the, the the shake one would be, let's talk just briefly about bars. Um, I know that some of my clients really don't like to work out really hard and then have a shake 
they want to eat something. They, they need that satisfaction of chewing and swallowing something. Um, so if you had to think, you know, you had a pretty good workout, whether it was the 20 minute that you guys have been talking about, or even, you know, somebody is just needing to grab something to go, what do we need to look for in a bar that's going to provide us with, you know, good nutrition? And then what are things to kind of consider that may not be as optimal as we think, because we're not really sure how to read that label right? Yeah, great, great question. Um, and I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big believer of eating too. Like I'm, I'm not, I try to be a shake person, but I, I honestly, I, I'm I not need, either. <laughs> I need that chewing sensation too. And there's, there's a lot to that when it comes to nutrition, it, it actually gives your brain like a really nice satisfaction. It, it triggers like, you know, this satiety in our body by having something to chew. So, you know, I think it's great. It's a great question. And, you know, I love real food. So, you know, think about that. I'm not saying you have to have shakes all the time, but they are pretty easy, you know, and they're very easily digested. But yeah, um, if you're looking at a bar or something, you don't want it to be a candy bar is really what we're looking at, right? Yeah. We've created Again, Michelle, shatter. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't mean to like take away the Snickers, but you know, it's, it really is something we need to look at when it comes to like nutrition. We want, okay, so bars can be, uh, there's a huge range of them, right? Let's start out with like fruit bars, okay? That's all carb and that's all sugar, right? Then we kind of move into like, this mixture of we want to be kind of healthy and we put in maybe five or seven grams of protein into our sugar bar. Okay. Let's without going too technical and too much detail, think about the way blood sugar works. When we eat carbohydrates, our blood sugar skyrockets. And then if we don't eat anything with it, it plummets really fast. Okay. If we eat carbs with a little bit of protein, it goes here and then it kind of balances out a little bit carbs with protein and fat, it goes here and then it kind of like, it stays even. All right, so we wanna think about that with a bar, right? And so our carb protein ratio needs to give us that balance point. We don't need this huge up and then a crash, right? Especially during around our workouts. So one of the things that we wanna do is seven grams of protein is not very much. That's like one egg, one ounce of meat. Okay, so if you get a bar, you want it to at least have at least 15 grams of protein up to like 30 for men kind of thing. So you want to make sure that it has enough protein that it's not going to take your blood sugar up and then drop you. You want enough protein to sustain you and to rebuild those muscle fibers. Okay, so when you're looking at bars, we went from the fruit bars now over to bars that have some carbs but also have enough protein to carry you. And again, not all protein is created the same, that so you want complete proteins, okay? And that's typically complete proteins or animal proteins. Soy is a good one, hemp. Um, bee pollen is actually an interesting one, but you know, things if you're going on the, the plant-based uh, way. But, but yeah, so like make sure that a bar is not all sugar, not all carbs. Sometimes fiber is good in there but make sure that carb protein ratio is, is on top of things. So that's kind of what you want to look for in, in a, in a bar. Now, so no Kit Kat. Yeah. No Kit Kat. <laughs> no Kit Kat. So, so you're mentioning these ratios when, uh, Michelle, not Wendy, not Wendy. You're mentioning these ratios. Um, especially you mentioned it quite a bit more during the, um, 
the 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 post workout are those do those ratios matter as much as far as the pre workout consumption of if I did do a bar or did do a shake before the workout is is it that much of a concern before the same less than the after or the post workout good question um i would say not as much i mean you want to make sure that you have a good combination of things um if you're going to do a shake 30 minutes to 45 minutes before a workout, you don't want it to be super high in fat because fat takes longer to absorb and you don't need a super high protein. So you don't necessarily need a 30 gram protein shake because again, it takes longer to digest, but you do need some protein. So maybe around 15 to 20 grams or something like that, but you need the carbs in there. So I would say not as critical kind of thing, Post-workout, that ratio really helps with the absorption of the protein. So I think that's where the it's more critical, I guess, if you look at it that way. It's more important to make sure that you're getting in um, that absorption of the protein. Um, pre is going to be a little bit more based around the activity that you're doing and how quickly your body can digest, whether you've replaced your carb glycogen stores, if you're doing endurance, you know, that kind of thing. So it's really like... Um, depending on your goal and then post-workout is a little bit more important. Nice. Thanks for that clarification. Boy, all this talk about shakes and bars. <laughs> I, I tried to make sure I was fed before this. I wasn't thinking about food too much, but now you guys got me really thinking about, uh, okay, I guess I'll get a workout in and then I'll get the shake. Well, now I'm so. going to go in my pantry and be like, okay, what do I have in here? What are my ratios? Because yeah, I mean, didn't mess it up now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just need a steak, Wendy. Um, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> that, was awesome. that was awesome. Uh, I, I, I learned so much and, and hopefully our listeners, well, I know our listeners did too when it comes to, because this is one of those big questions that not just clients, but also trainers have as far as, what, how do I prepare the body? How do I keep up the energy? And then how do I optimize the recovery uh, post and, you know, debunking the whole, you know, anabolic window, uh, you know, that window of opportunity to recover that. So that's really big information there, uh, Michelle. So thank you so much. Um, so that's our time, Michelle. Wendy, thank you guys for spending that time with the Random Fit and this talk and discussion about pre during and post uh, workout and how to fuel the body to optimize the, uh, the workout that we are all trying to get in whenever we can get it. So um, if you like what we talked about today, please like, follow, subscribe, download on whatever platform that you, please share it. Um, we love to also hear your responses as far as things you'd like to listen to and, 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 you know, have me and Wendy and whoever else we have on the show. In this case, it's Miss Michelle Ricker. Thank you again so much for being here. So on behalf of Random Fit, thank you for being here today and be well, everybody. <laughs>